and welcome to Impact the Borough, the podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll check in with our partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across the borough, highlighting what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. This podcast is brought to you by TrueLiant Federal Credit Union, a modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, TrueLiant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit TrueLiant.org for more information. Welcome to today's podcast. Uh, today's Impact the Borough podcast uh, has two um, local living legends, if you will, with us today. Uh, I'm going to let them both introduce themselves and, and you'll soon uh, find out why we have both of them joining us. So let me let them introduce themselves first uh, and then we'll, we'll get on to why we're, why we're talking to both of them today. So uh, Jim, would you introduce yourself first? I know you typically need no introduction, but we'd love to have you introduce yourself. Uh, yes, I'm Jim Melvin, and I'm with the Joseph M. Bryan Foundation, and uh, have been since its inception in 1995. 1995, great. Jim, thank you for, for joining us today. Mr. Baker, how about you? I'm Kevin Baker, and I'm the Executive Director of the Piedmont Triad Airport Authority. I've been here since about 2010, and uh, for about the 10 years before that, I was a consultant at the airport. Great. Well, thanks, for, thanks to both of you all for joining us today. And the reason why I have these two gentlemen with us is uh, obviously we've had in the, past, uh, in the past few weeks some really good uh, announcements for Greensboro, for the region, for a, a lot of opportunities that will be coming down the pike. And, and as I thought about these two uh, announcements, one, the first being uh, that happened on December 6th, that was the Toyota announcement that they would be bringing a battery manufacturing facility to the Greensboro Randolph Megasite. And the second was uh, on January 26th, where Boom announced that they would be bringing their first and only, I would say uh, for now, uh, assembly facility to Piedmont Triad International Airport, Boom being Boom Supersonic. Um, everybody knows who Toyota is. Boom may be a, na- a new name for uh, many folks, but you know this will bring to our community in each case, more than 1,750 jobs. In the Toyota case, $1.29 billion worth of investment. In the Boom case, $500 million in investment. Um, So some really, really big wins. And as I thought back over these wins, I'm a, you all know I'm a college basketball junkie. and, And one of my favorite quotes came from John Wooden. And that is, when opportunity happens, it's too late to prepare. And so I know a lot of people um, see these these announcements and think, isn't that great? We know that we've been working on these announcements more than just the uh, six to eight to 10 months that the projects actually took place. We've been working on them for years. And so I'd like to lead off with Jim and kind of, Jim, take us back to uh, when you first envisioned what a Greensboro Randolph megasite type project would look like. Can you take us back those years? Well, I can. Uh, It was about 10 years ago, and obviously uh, North Carolina was the only state in the southeast that did not have a large advanced manufacturing auto-related 
facility and there were two reasons. One, we never had a site that was prepared. And two, the legislative body was not aggressive. And uh, obviously, because of this announcement on December the 6th, we fixed both of those. But it took us, uh, on preparing the site, it took us 10 years. We put together a wonderful team. We met every other month for all those 10 years with the goal being, let's get it ready. And so when Toyota came the second time, we were ready. So take me back. I, I remember you telling me a story of, of, of going and visiting with the governor at that time to make sure that everybody was going to be on board when you were putting this, this uh, site together. You had this great idea, but you wanted to make sure that at least initially, a lot of those team members were going to be, were going to be with you. Well, that was very early in uh, Governor Pat McCroy's uh, term, and we met with he and Sharon Decker, who was the Secretary of Commerce at the time. We pointed out to them that the reasons why North Carolina had never scored in this big league economic development. And uh, so we got a commitment from them that the state would be competitive. And then we join at that point the Piedmont Triad Partnership and Randolph County. We started taking options on roughly 1,800 acres of land. Uh, what I didn't know when we, I agreed to do that was that there were roughly 92 property owners on that, in that 1,800. And we committed and Randolph County committed that there would be no condemnation with this project. And we were able to pull that off. And as I've mentioned earlier, I think one of the significant and, and wonderful things about this project, and I've said this, it takes a community to raise a child. It takes a region to attract a project of this uh, size. And that uh, we put together all the people who would ultimately be involved in supplying the various components to get it done, electricity, water, sewer, et cetera, et cetera. And we met every other month for 10 years. And we would, as we would have these meetings, we would give each other assignments with, the, with it being that when we got back together in two months, we were supposed to have had the things that we agreed to do done. And uh, it was a beautiful process. We never had an angry word. About three years into our project, in walks the North Carolina Railroad, and, and they said they've been watching what we've been doing here in the region, and they would like to join us, which was a huge positive step for the project. Uh, they've been great partners. It's ironic that uh, the North Carolina Railroad was created by a former governor who happened to live in Greensboro. And he created the North Carolina Railroad back in 1849. And so the resources that they had allowed us to go over the finish line. Thank you, Jim. Kevin, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move over to you because you came to Greensboro, you came to PTI as part of a big project. Right, so you, you, your initial uh, introduction to our community was, was part of a big uh, project with FedEx. Um, talk to us a little bit about that project and then 
you know, your introduction to the airport, your eventual, um, you know, uh, appointment as executive director and, and kind of where you were back then and what your plans were back then for the, for the airport. Can you take us through that a little bit? So, yeah, in 1998, I actually helped the airport put together its proposal to FedEx against five other airports. And after they were selected um, for that for that project, I asked if I could be involved in it. And Ted Johnson, my predecessor, said that uh, I could. And we moved here from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and have been here ever since. And then, uh, you know, our company, Michael Baker Corporation, uh, is who I was with at the time, which no, no relation to me, but we ended up ultimately running the FedEx project for the airport. And then subsequent to that, uh, Honda came along and um, we ran that project for them. You know, with me personally, it was really during the Honda project that I got bit by the economic development bug, I would say, uh, Brent, that you know very, very well. And, you know, really started focusing on that. And it, it was a result of that, that once Ted was looking to retire that I came over and, and took this position. And, and uh, you know, since then, obviously we've been um, refining the airport's assets to be able to sell to, uh, to the industry. But the one thing I would say though, is that, and I've said it a lot uh, recently, is that this is a long uh, time frame view that you, you've got to have here at, at any airport really. And you know, a lot of the success that we're having now is because of what was done 10, 20, 30, 40 years ago by previous staff, previous boards of directors, et cetera, and people who really had the foresight to be out there acquiring property, through building roads, and, and, and making, um, making things happen to enable projects like the Boom Project. One of the stories I'd love for you to tell as well, because I, I, was, I was part of it as well, is you know, the other economic development bug that you got caught by was we were all chasing a Boeing project several years ago that I think really kind of led to you coming up with the airport's mega site. Uh, and that was a Boeing project that I think ruined all of our holidays uh, one year. We all you know, worked tooth and nail over a Christmas holiday. Was it Christmas or Thanksgiving? Uh, I can't remember I which. It was, yeah, I think it was Thanksgiving. I think it was Thanksgiving. Anyway, um, that's our life, right? It, you know, it, it takes over your life, and sometimes you get a holiday, and sometimes you don't. Um, but that required an awful lot of property and and things that I think you realized, you know, the airport maybe didn't quite have at that time. And you were, I'll let you take it from there. Um, I don't want to tell your story. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of the story really centers around the fact that we had heard that we were going to be out of the running and Henry Isaacson, who was the chairman of the authority at the time, and I were at, over in London for the air show that they have in London every other year. And I was fuming. I was as mad as I could be because we had been knocked out of this, this race. And Henry just kind of looked at me over the breakfast table and said, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I said, well, I don't know. We need to do something. And, and we ended up getting with Secretary of Commerce at the time. That, that same evening and convince them to find a way to help us get back into the running. Because the reason why we had ostensibly been kicked out was that supposedly folks thought we wouldn't be able to make the schedule that they needed, which was to have this in place in about three years, mainly because of the fact that the Interstate 73 would have had to have been built and our bridge would have had to have been built. And through, through that evening um, and a, a few follow-on things, we ended up getting back into play on that project. But ultimately, it went to Charleston at the end of the day. 
but what happened after that is really most important because Mike Fox um, decided at that point that we needed to still move ahead with 73, move ahead with our bridge um, so that whenever the next project would come along, that we'd be ready. And, you know, really that was the beginning of the, you know, around the next, for the next 10 years, parallel to the experience that Jim just talked about. You know, we were, we set about making sure that we could always say yes. That's my phrase for it, is I, I always want to be able to say yes. So that meaning whenever any company comes along and they say they need a hundred acres, 200 acres, have to be next to a runway, next to an interstate, they need it graded, they want the utilities all there, no environmental issues, and they want it next Friday. Um, and if you're not ready to say yes, we can do that. We can name that tune. Then you lose. That's just the bottom line. They go somewhere else. The state loses, the region loses, the airport loses. And so, you know, we, we set about a plan at that point um, that we called the big ask because of the amount of money that we were going to need to make this all happen and, and the effort that was uh, going to be involved and then just started implementing it. And just like Jim's description, you know, over for about that last 10 year period, um, we've been getting places ready on the airport for those kind of companies. And now we're starting to reap the benefits. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll ask you both this question. I'll start with Jim. Did you ever let doubt creep into your mind on this process that maybe, maybe that this was a, an exercise in futility that, that uh, you, you, you'd gone out, you've done everything you could and, and maybe it just wasn't going to happen. My nature is not to give up. And uh, I, I have seen this all along. And that's why what's so wonderful about the team we put together, that we were able to stay focused and whatever we, we had that dream in front of us and whatever it was going to take, we had people ready to commit it. I think one of the beautiful things and having been a former city official, water and sewer is a precious item for cities especially when they share it with other places. But the city of Greensboro approved a $21 million water and sewer project in a 30 minute work session with a unanimous vote uh, years before we were able to say we were gonna have a project. To me, that's vision. And to me, that's courage. And they ran a line, they're in the process of running a line 12 miles down the road. And I go back to this team. We had the Department of Transportation. We had the Randolph County, Guilford County, City of Greensboro. And we, we sort of uh, locked together and we just refused to give up. And one of the best things that probably happened to us is that we lost the Mazda Toyota deal. And that taught us some real lessons that we had to find some answers to the other questions that we knew we were going to have and we did that so the next time we got a chance the answer to every question was yes so uh no i never got discouraged well that's good and i and i say that having had to have been the one to have the responsibility of walking in and telling you a few years ago that we uh, we were not gonna get the Mazda uh, Toyota deal, um, that that was gonna go somewhere else. That was not a, that was not a fun responsibility to have, but uh, I think you're exactly right. I think that that, and I, I told somebody this the other day, the fact that we lost that project, but talked to the officials, learned 
what they saw as, as any sort of deficiencies that we might have on the site and then went about knocking those off, you know, item by item and checking, within them, checking in with them every six months saying, hey, we just did this and we just did this. I think it was, a, was big towards us getting this project this time because, you know, they had that relationship um, with that state of Alabama because they had an engine plant there. They, the first time around, they had that relationship. They didn't really have a relationship with us, but we developed it over that project timeline. And I think that paid off dividends this time as well, our relationship with the company, don't you? Absolutely. And uh, that the fact that we were able to have everybody that's been had been together all these 10 years, I think that had to impress the company because uh, they weren't working with a de single developer or a single community or so it really, they had to see that this was an unbelievable team. And I think that helped us. Absolutely. Now, Kevin, I didn't have to come to you um, and tell you that we'd lost a project. Um, so that's, that's good. Um, but I'll ask you the same question. Any, any time along the way that you kind of had some doubts creep into your mind as to you know, whether, whether it was gonna happen for this, uh, this wonderful new site that you've got out at the airport? Never, not once. Um, you know, I, I can't tell you how many times people ask me the question, aren't you concerned that you've got this bridge that's built out there and there's nobody using it right now? And my, my comment back to them always is no, when I was concerned is whenever we didn't have the bridge and we would have to tell a company, we're gonna take four years to, to go through environmental work and build a bridge in order to get their site ready. So, you know, no, the, from the very beginning, we knew there would be a demand for, for these kinds of sites and that demand will continue. Um, and it, it's just, it, it has never been, never been a question in my mind, Brent, that, that you know, we're gonna fill it all up. Matter of fact, what worries me now is we gotta figure out where the next thousand acres is. So that's, that's what's keeping me awake now. And, and we're just gonna figure it out. So we're ready in 10 more years. I'll go back to you. What was the most challenging portion for you of the of the boom project in your opinion wow that's a great question i would say our early inability to demonstrate to the company that this state was its best was was the best choice for the company um, because I, I just think that other other areas were maybe selling themselves as, in a different way than we are and we were very clearly the best all along and very glad the company figured that out in the end. Um, but that, that was difficult uh, whenever it was very clear that we were the best, um, but it was so difficult to convince them. Yeah. Jim, I'll ask you the same question. What, what, what was your experience the most challenging portion maybe of, of this most recent uh, Toyota project? What did, what did you find to be the most challenging portion of it? Well, the regulators, and I, I was on the state's Environmental Management Commission for six years, so I was, and then being a former mayor, I was very sensitive to that. But uh, I think the fact that we had not had experience of a really big project like this gave our regulators a little heartbeat. And so we had to overcome that because we had a 
we had our customers ready to go and we had to get a permit so they could go. So to me, that was uh, one of, but I have to tell you, and this is for everybody in North Carolina, the fact that the uh, state of North Carolina is very friendly to business is a big plus for all economic development projects. And uh, that was pointed out at our announcement on December the 6th that Chris Reynolds of Tops uh, Toyota fellow pointed that out, that North Carolina has a very high rating for friendliness to business. And uh, so that's, that's something we ought to always be working with our elected officials to be sure that we keep that reputation. Yeah. All right, so let's talk a little bit about unsung heroes. And projects like this, there are always, right? I mean, there are always people out front, the Jim Melvins, the Kevin Bakers of the world um, that are out front. Who is who are your are your unsung heroes from, from these particular projects? Who who rises to that level for the for the two of you? I'll I'll start with you, Kevin, and then I'll go to I'll go to to, to Jim after that. I would start with our board of directors who, um, you know, while, while not seen publicly a whole lot, they represent the entire triad um, and, and the chairman of our board going back really for decades, but certainly from Henry Isaacson, Steve Shokody, now Paul Menger, um, and, and again, the rest of the current board and all, all the board members prior to that who were who had the foresight and the wisdom to, to allow us to go through and, and make all all of these improvements to the airport that made us competitive. Uh, I, I think that, you know, you can't say enough about, about their work. Brent, you, know, you and your team and, and PTP and its team and, and the, other, uh, the other cities, economic development uh, folks have always been a huge partner of the airport. Um, have to, have to uh, give you all great kudos. Mike Fox and, and really the state legislatures, Senator Berger, Others um, have been huge in, uh, in leading to the success. There, there are so many stories that you could talk about with, with Mike Fox and Doug Gallion before him, you know, in, in setting the stage for this airport to be competitive for projects like this. That, that's a few. I would also add one more, the entire staff here, um, because we've got just an amazing staff of people and uh, Alex Rosser, uh, who is who is our COO, is really behind the scenes doing an awful lot of this work, um, and we couldn't do it without him and the rest of the staff. Yeah, I, I would say also an unsung hero is whoever made that big picture that hangs of your of the site in your uh, in your in your boardroom that uh, that we put the boom officials so they could just look at that uh, at the picture of the piece of property that would house them. I don't I don't know who that was, but. They did a heck of a job. Alex and Matthews Mobile Media. Love it, love it. I, I, don't, think, idea, I don't think people, many people know that story, but I mean, there is a giant picture of the airport and it focuses in on the on the industrial site. And you just put the client at on in seats facing it so they can, they, they may not hear everything you say, but you make sure that they start dreaming about their site uh, on that piece of property, no doubt about it. All right, Jim, your turn. Who are, who are the who are the unsung heroes of the of the Toyota battery facility for you? Well, you've got to put Daryl Fry, chairman of the Randolph County Commission, very high 
if not at the top of the list, because he's an elected official and he bought in early and convinced his board that they ought to commit at least $10 million to acquire property. And without a goal at the end, at that point, that is really aggressive. Now, you also have to put uh, Nancy Bond, the mayor of Greensboro, who led her board, the council, to approve that $21 million water and sewer project, uh, which is really unusual because that project was going inside of Randolph County, not Guilford County, not the city of Greensboro. And that was a very aggressive uh, move. And uh, so both of them being elected officials deserve a real slap on the back. Yeah. Let me add a couple of my own. You know, you know, David Ramsey was our was our executive vice president for economic development here for many years, uh, and and left us to go to work for for landmark builders, and and probably is you know at times during the process had had some envy that he wasn't back down in the trenches with us, uh, but he laid a lot of groundwork uh, for this. He was a huge part, obviously, of the of the Toyota Mazda deal. And, uh, and, and a lot of work at the airport as well. And of course, Marvin Price, who, who then came on uh, to join us after he left, uh, were big, big parts of, of these two projects. All right, so let me, let me see if I can take us out here. What did you all do personally to celebrate these wins? I'm not talking about, uh, you know, what did you do the night of the announcement when you went home? What was, what was, the, what was the celebration? Kevin, what was what was your celebration the night of the announcement? You went home and said, "Yes, we finally did this." What did you allow yourself to do? Well, Brent, unfortunately, the night of the announcement, I had some uh, other personal stuff going on that, that I think you're aware of that led to no celebration. We'll put it that way. But when I actually first found out about um, that, that the company had had selected us, we were actually in Hilton Head over the Thanksgiving holiday and. We, uh, as soon as I got that message, I actually just just started smiling, and my daughter looked at me and she said, "What are you? What's so? What are you smiling at? Why? Why are you smiling?" And I told them they kind of knew what was going on, and I told them uh, what was coming, and they just, especially her, she was bouncing up and down, screaming, and we we just had a good old time in Hilton Head. And I know you're you you I know you've got this great family celebration tradition and I'm, and I'm going to tell it um, because I love it because it was a big part of what we of what of what we did with with boom as well so I, I'm not going to tell it I'm gonna let you but you've got this great wine celebration that you that you do and and tell the audience what how that how that connected in with boom would you um, yeah well, anytime we have a, a uh, you know a special occasion going on we'll, we'll get a special occasion bottle of wine and all those who are in attendance uh, will sign the bottle of wine with a, like a grease pen that you can use on glass. And um, we had actually, uh, I lost my brother back in early December. And prior to that, we had, he was in the Air Force and we were looking for a, 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 a nice bottle of wine to send him in his last days. And we landed on overture because the word actually means, um, you know, the, the next stage. And we thought it was pretty appropriate. So we sent uh, some of that over to him and uh, had a family celebration over Zoom. Uh, nobody was able to travel at the time. 
but uh, it was a very special, special moment. And also then we've, we've, we've had some of that with the, with the company when, when they were visiting, we, we were here at the O'Henry and, and what you know, they had overture in their wine cellar, which was great. And we were able to, to tell them the story of this and, and they all signed it. And that bottle is in my basement right now. Really cool. Really cool. Jim, how about you? How did you let yourself celebrate? I know you don't eat dessert, so did you like eat a bowl of ice cream or what What, what did you let yourself do to celebrate? I got to tell you, I was so tired, I went home and went to bed. Uh, <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, even though we've had the wonderful announcement, we can't truly celebrate until we get these permits locked up and uh, there's dirt being moved. Then. I'm dedicated to having a celebration banquet for everybody that was involved with this project because I think it is so unique and there were so many stars. And the stars, the marketing team we had, Brent, of, of you and Kevin Franklin and Anna Lee Moore of the railroad, I think that was the best marketing team that's ever run the front for a project. And the three of y'all just had a wonderful relationship. But if you look out at the rest of our team, everybody had a wonderful, you know, they trusted one another. There was never an unkind word. And we're talking about big stuff. We've got a little celebrating to do yet. And I know you have with your annual meeting coming up, but I gotta tell you, uh, winning sure beats losing. That's and, for sure. And uh, the day you came in and told us we, we were in the process of buying $9 million more worth of property. That's why that hurt a little special. But uh, it's good to have all of that done. It, it, and somebody needs to document some of this because it is such a beautiful story that involves so many people and in positively it involves so many people bringing one of the, the best corporate names in the world uh, to your area. Think about 10 years from now when there have been thousands of families positive impacted about what we did down there on December the 6th. Right, right. You're kind to mention our annual meeting and, and my the rest of my folks in my and my office here would would uh, would hate it if I didn't if I didn't let everybody know we are going to have a celebration. Uh, you'll think back to when we lost that first project, and we had Meredith O'Connor from JLL join us. And I remember sitting in that ballroom, and her message was keep the keep the champagne on ice because something's going to happen good here. Uh, just keep it on ice; it's coming. Hopefully, Meredith will will be with her with us. She she said she can join us, so. We'll hold her to her word. She'll drink a little champagne with us. We'll have folks from Toyota and Boom there. Um, you know, you just couldn't you couldn't think of a better you know six weeks than to have these two incredible announcements. Now, my my struggle as an economic developer and being in a what have you done for me lately business is there's not a person that I see these days who doesn't say, okay, what's going? What's your announcement this month? Right? You've had one in December. You've had one in January. Now we've turned the page. We're in February. What you don't want to say is, you know, these are two monumental projects. And, you know, to your point, Jim, I think I'm the same way. We will truly celebrate at the grand opening 
of these projects, right? I mean, what we're after is, is getting somebody a first job, a new job, a, a, a career, a better job, and to be able to see those people in those facilities um, working and, and, and realizing that opportunity um, is where you really get the, the satisfaction. And, and, you know, we're now post announcement, it's time for us to perform. It's time for, for airport, megasite, communities, workforce, all of that's got to perform. All of that's got to make sure that, that these two companies get what they need. And, and quite frankly, not just these companies, but companies throughout our community. Last thing we want is 10 years from now to look back and have the same number of jobs as we've got today. And so that, that's, a, that's a lot of work still to be done. And so, yes, we pause and celebrate, and maybe drink a little champagne, but also rededicate ourselves to making sure all this happens. Next week, boom, we'll be back meeting with Kevin. I know you'll be talking to them about you know, building their building and getting underway and getting that done. Jim, uh, Toyota will be back and we'll be talking to them about workforce and about building their building as well. And so, you know, it's crunch time. It's time to go. But I can tell you, as you said, Jim, um, and I think, you know, there was a character in Bull Durham who said it just as well as you do. You know, winning's a lot better than losing. And, and, and y'all are exactly right. Winning's a lot better than losing. This has really thrust our community and our region into the spotlight nationally and internationally around transportation technology. And I think that's going to reap a lot of rewards for many years to come, decades to come. And it is, it is uh, indebted to you two gentlemen to your um, committing to a vision and, and being unwavering in that, in that commitment. And being able to, to reap the benefits now. Like I said, the age old saying from John Wooden, when opportunity presents itself, it's too late to prepare. And I know there have been a lot of folks who have, who have uh, maybe crept in and said, I, you, you guys are crazy, this is never gonna happen. But she held firm and I, and I wanna be the first, not, well, not the first, certainly not the first, but I certainly wanna thank you all. Um, thank you both for your, your commitment and uh, I'm looking forward to the time when we can when we can cut those ribbons on those facilities, um, and certainly looking forward to to driving a Toyota with one of those locally made batteries in it, and perhaps um, getting in one of those uh, supersonic jets made by Boom and going somewhere cool. That'll be really fun as well. Well, one of the things and I know you need to close, but one of the things that I would think that what this has done, it has shown as a region, we're ready. And if you look at the thoroughfare system that we have, and Kevin, especially to your airport, it used to take us forever to get to the airport. Now that you can get to there in minutes and uh, think about uh, 12 miles of water and sewer going south of Greensboro opened thousands of acres uh, that something positive can happen to. And all that's been done. This is not something that we have to hope and count on. And by the way, if you'd have had to tell those folks about your bridge, Kevin, they would have kept on flying. But that bridge was there. And a lot of people didn't understand why it was there. And uh, we need to mention Tom Osborne, who built that uh, Metro sewer plant. Uh, we opened it in 1981, but without that 
sewer treatment plant, we wouldn't have been able to attract uh, Toyota because we've got the capacity, uh, excess capacity to, to uh, look to the future on that kind of thing. So that's important. Greensboro and the region, the triad, Piedmont triad is ready. It's, it's really ready. Kevin, do you want to sum up with some? What's next for What's next for Kevin Baker? What's next out there at, out there at the airport? Well, I think I'd say just like Paul Menger, our chairman, said it at the boom announcement that buckle up. This is just the first. We got plenty of room left to go, so we'll see what comes next. I appreciate it, gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks for joining the Impact the Borough podcast, um, and we're excited about the future for the airport for the Greensboro Randolph megasite, really the triad and, and, and ultimately the state of North Carolina that benefits from these, these, these tremendous projects. And again, thank you for all of your efforts. Make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.